Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Hi Saints, today is Saturday, December the 10th of the year 2022. I see we are getting out of uh, 2022 very quickly. I can recall when January the 1st hit, I still remember that New Year's Day of 2022. Now I am the host, I am the founder, I am the teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only, Dr. Kamala D. Now today we will be sharing episode three, of my series entitled, A Faith That Surpasses All Understanding. Now, for informational purposes, I will be teaching from the Amplified Bible today. The Amplified. Now, it doesn't matter which version of the Bible you may have. The reason I tell you which version I'm using, because as you read along, you may see a difference in the wording, but that's okay. Because in the end, we will be in the same place. Okay. Now let's get this truth on the road. I want you to go to first Samuel, first Samuel chapter 17. We will be reading about another hero of faith. Oh yes. This hero, everyone is familiar with. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now, you have the ability to pause the tape. I am going to start reading. So when you find 1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning at verse 1, we will be in the same place. So with that said, I am reading. Now, the Philistines. Now, this word is pronounced Philistines or Philistines. Both are correct. Philistine is the Arabic pronunciation. Philistine is the American English pronunciation. So you may hear me say Philistine or Philistine throughout this episode, but that's okay. Both are correct. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle and were assembled at Sakah, which belongs to Judah. And they camped between Sakah and Ezka in Ephsdemon. Verse 2, Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and they camped in the valley of Elah and assembled in battle formation to meet the Philistines. The Philistines were standing on the mountain on one side and Israel was standing on the mountain on the other side with the valley between them. Verse four, when a champion came out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, that's where he was from, 
whose height was six cubits and a span, meaning nine feet tall. But let me uh, share this. It is believed that Goliath was about six feet tall, but the armor that he had on made him stand nine feet tall. Uh, verse five, he had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor overlapping metal plates, which weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze, which was about maybe 125 or 129 pounds. Verse six, he had bronze shin protectors on his legs and a bronze javelin hung between his shoulders. Verse seven, the wooden shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam. The blade head of his spear weighed 600 shekels of iron and a shield bearer walked in front of him. Verse eight, <clears throat> excuse me. Goliath stood and shouted to the battle lines of Israel saying to them, why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Now, Saul was the king of Israel at that time. Saul was the person who was supposed to meet uh, Goliath at the front line. But Saul was afraid. Now, this is one of the reasons I'm not going to digress too long. Why God removed Saul as king. Now. Verse eight again, Goliath stood and shouted to the battle lines of Israel saying to them, why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not the Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Saul, the king, choose a man for yourselves and have him come down to me. Verse nine, if he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. Verse 10, again, the Philistine said, I defy the battle lines of Israel this day. Give me a man so that we might, so that we may fight together. Verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, the king was afraid who was supposed to be on the front line of the battlefield. Okay, verse 12. Now, David was the son of the Ephrodite of Bethlehem. Now, Ephrodite was the previous name for Bethlehem before it changed to Bethlehem. In Judah, named Jesse. Now, and also the word Ephrodite means fruitful, to be fruitful. Uh, let me read verse 12 again. Now, David was the son of the Ephrodite of Bethlehem in Judah named Jesse, who had eight sons. Jesse was old in the days of Saul, meaning he was old among men, advanced in years among men. Verse 13, his three older sons had followed Saul into battle. The names of his three sons who went to battle were Eliab, the firstborn, next was Abinadab, and third was Shema. Verse 14, David was the youngest. Now the three oldest followed Saul. Verse 15, 
But David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's flock at Bethlehem. David was a shepherd of sheep. Verse 16, the Philistine Goliath came out morning and evening and took his stand for 40 days. Verse 17, then Jesse said to David, his son, take for your brothers an ephah of this roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and run quickly to the camp to your brothers. Verse 18, also take these 10 cuts of cheese to the commander of the unit. See how your brothers are doing and bring back news of them. Verse 19, now they are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. Verse 20, so David got up early in the morning, left the flock with a keeper, picked up the provisions and went just as Jesse, his father had directed him. And he came to the encampment as the army was going out in battle formation, shouting the battle cry. Verse 21, Israel and the Philistines drew up in battle formation, army against army. Verse 22, then David left his provisions in the care of the supply keeper and ran to the ranks and came and greeted his brothers, just like his father asked him to. Keep that in mind. Verse 23, as he was talking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath named Goliath, was coming up from the army of the Philistines. And he spoke these same words again. And David heard him. Verse 24. When the men of Israel all saw the man, they fled from him and were very frightened. Verse 25. The men of Israel said, have you seen this man who is coming up? Surely he is coming up to defy Israel. The king will reward. Now the king, talking about Saul, will reward the man who kills him with great riches and will give him his daughter in marriage and make his father's house, his family, free from taxes and service in Israel. Verse 26. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him. What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes the disgrace of his taunting from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Now, uncircumcised just simply means non-Jew. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Philistines were people of color. They were black. They were colored. They come from the ham line. Okay. So um, once again, so David, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he has taunted and defied the armies of the living God? Keep that in mind. Keep verse 26 in mind what David said. He taunted and defied the armies of the living God. Verse 27, the men told him that is what will be done for the man who kills him. Verse 28, now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard what he said to the men, heard what David said to the men. And Eliab's anger burned against David and he said, why have you come down here? With whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? Apparently, David was annoying to his brothers. I can't really say brother, brothers, but definitely Eliab. He was annoying to his brother Eliab. 
Um, verse 28 again. Now, Eliab, his oldest brother, heard what he said to the men and Eliab's anger burned against David. And he said, why have you come down here? With whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your presumptions, your overconfidence and the evil of your heart. David did not. One thing David never had, and that was evil in his heart. He was known as a man after God's own heart. For you have come down in, in order to see the battle. But David, remember David's father, Jesse, sent him down there. David didn't just go on his own. His father sent him to check on his brothers and bring them food. Verse 20, 29, but David said, what have I done now? Was it not just a harmless question? Verse 30, then David turned away from Eliab to someone else and asked the same question. And the people gave him the same answer as the first time. Verse 31, when the words that David spoke were heard, the men reported them to Saul and he sent for him. Verse 32, David said to Saul, let no man's courage fail because of him. Talking about Goliath, your servant will go out and fight with this Philistine. Now, one thing right here in verse 32, we are beginning to see David's faith. And we are also beginning to see what David never possessed his entire time on earth. He never had fear, never had fear. And I want you guys to remember that fear is a faith killer. Wherever fear is, faith cannot exist because fear is a liar. Fear tells you that God is not going to back you up, that God doesn't have your back. Fear tells you that you need to walk by what you see not by faith. Everyone who was in the army of Israel were afraid because of what they saw. They did not walk by faith. And trust me, Israel has the same God that David believed in. Okay. The exact same God that David believed in. So verse 33 bears reading again. Let's read. Then Saul said, said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight him. For you are only a young man and he has been a warrior since his youth. Who is he? Talking about Goliath. Verse 34. But David said to Saul, listen to this faith. Your servant was tending his father's sheep. Now, when he said your servant, David is referring to himself. When a lion or a bear, two of the most strongest animals on the planet, came and took a lamb out of the flock. Verse 35, I went out after it and attacked it and rescued the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose up against me, I seized it by its whiskers and struck it and killed it. Now this is this 16 to 19 year old talking to the king who was afraid, who refused to go out there to the front line and talk to Goliath. David had no fear. No fear. His faith was a faith that surpasses all understanding. Verse 36, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised, meaning this non-Jew Philistine, will be like one of them since he has taunted and defied the armies of the living God. Verse 37, David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, 
he will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. Now that's the king sending his 16 year old. Go and may the Lord be with you. But listen to verse 37 again. I want you to hear David's faith to the point where you actually see it. David said, the Lord who rescued me. He knew it was God who rescued him from the lions and the bears that attacked his sheep. And he knew that God would rescue him from this Philistine, that God would give him the victory over this Philistine. David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. He, the Lord, will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. Verse 38, then Saul dressed David in his garments and put a bronze helmet on his head and put a coat of mail, which means armor on his, on him. Verse 39, then David fastened his sword over his armor and tried to walk, but he could not. That stuff was too heavy for David because he was not used to them. David was not wearing that heavy armor. David was not used to wearing heavy armor. Okay, now let's continue. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with these because I am not used to them. So David took off all of the armor. And it says the latter part um, in the Amplified, it says, so David took them off, but I'm just, I'm paraphrasing through here so you can see it. He took all that stuff off. Verse 40, then he, he took his shepherd's staff in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones out of the stream bed and put them in his shepherd's bag, which he had. That is in his shepherd's pouch with his sling in his hand. He approached the Philistine. Now a slingshot and some stones was a, a, a weapon used back in those days by, by shepherds to protect their sheep. Verse 41, the Philistine came and approached David with his shield bearer in front of him. Verse 42, when the Philistine looked around and saw David, he derided and disparaged him because he was just a young man with a ruddy complexion and a handsome appearance. Now, David was a young man of color. Now, ruddy is, is a reddish color, but that was David's natural color. So he was a young man of color. Remember, he is from the lion or the tribe of Judah. Jesus is the lion of Judah. Okay. Verse 43, the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with shepherd's staffs? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods, not by David's God, because he can't, impossible, by his God, his idol God. Verse 44, the Philistine also said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. Now, I want you to listen to David's response because David was full of faith, faith in the God of Israel, who is what? The living God. Verse 45, then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, 
whom you have taunted, whom you have disrespected. Verse 46, this day, the Lord will hand you over to me and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the corpse of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beast of the earth so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May God be with all of the people who believe in the God of Israel, the living God, the God of hosts, the God of armies. Verse 47, and that this entire assembly may know that the Lord does not save with the sword or with the spear. For the battle is the Lord's and he will hand you over to us. Now, I'm getting ready to ruffle some feathers here. I need to stop right here because when I was studying, I said, you know what? I'm going to have to uh, clear up something here. We often hear the phrase, you know what? The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Well, this is not talking about us. This is clear. Now you need to understand Bible truth. Don't forget. This is a teaching ministry about Bible truth. This verse right here in first Samuel chapter 17, verse 47 for the battle is the Lord's and he will hand you over to us is not talking about us. It is not talking about uncircumcised people, non-Jews. It is talking about the war between Israel and the Philistines at that time. We, I'm talking about born again Christians under the new covenant. Our battle is not with war or different nations. Our battle is with principalities. Our battle is with the devil. That's who our battle is with. Now we have the victory in Christ Jesus, but you won't read anywhere in the new Testament where the battle is not is not ours, it's the Lord's. Uh-uh. The word of God says through his apostle Paul that we wrestle not against f flesh and blood. It doesn't say God wrestles not against flesh and blood. It says that we, the people of God through Christ Jesus, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but, uh, but against principalities, against the rulers of darkness. We wrestle with the devil. I, I thought I would share that right here. Now you can keep on believing that all you want. I'm just giving you Bible truth. This passage of scripture is not talking about us. So when you hear songs being made, beautiful songs by Yolanda Adams, one of my all time favorites, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. No, it's not talking about us. The new Testament says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principal uh, principalities. You know, we wrestle against un unseen forces. We're talking about evil spirits. That's who we wrestle against. You won't read one scripture in the New Testament that tells us that the battle is the Lord's. However, you will read that we can cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. But we don't have, we already won the battle. The victory is in Christ Jesus. And I really needed to share that here because a lot of scriptures are quoted from the Old Testament that people are applying to themselves Today, and I'm talking about Christians are applying to themselves today and it doesn't apply to us. It you talking about the battle is, is the Lord's and, and he will hand you over to us. The battle is the Lord's because Goliath had defied the God of Israel. So that was God's battle. And let me tell you something. David did not have the power to defeat Goliath. God did. 
David was human. He was not divine. He was a, a, a human being, 100%. But his faith that surpassed all understanding gave him the victory when he fought Goliath. And he knew it. David did not waver with his faith. David stuck to his past because God showed him in the past that he would be with him in his time of need and in his time of battle when he had to fight lions and bears to protect his sheep and he had no fear, none. And if you notice, the king, King Saul, David's brothers, and the entire army of Israel were all afraid of Goliath and they served the same God that David did. And what did they not have that David had? They didn't have faith, but David did. Oh yes, David did. Now let me read 45 again and then we're going to continue. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted, whom you have defied. Verse 46, this day, listen at David's faith, with no fear attached. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the corpse of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beast of the earth so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Verse 47, and that this entire assembly may know that the Lord does not save with the sword or with a spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will hand you over to us. Hallelujah. Verse 48. When the Philistine rose and came forward to meet David, David ran quickly toward, not from, toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. Verse 49. David put his hand into his bag and took out a stone, a little small pebble, and slung it. And it struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone penetrated his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Verse 50. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. And he struck down the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in David's hand. So he ran and stood over the Philistine, grasped his sword, and drew it out of its sheath and killed him killed Goliath with his own sword and cut off his head like David said he would do with it, with what? The sheath. When the Philistines saw that their mighty champion was dead, they fled. Verse 52, the men of Israel and Judah stood with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance to the valley and the gates of Ekron. And the fatality wounded Philistines fell along the way to Sherem, even as far as Gath and Ekron. Verse 53, the sons of Israel returned from their pursuit of the Philistines and plundered their camp, meaning they stole all their goods in the Philistine camp. Well, that's what they did back in the day. They actually lived off each, each other's lands after war they would go and, and take all of the spoils, if you will, because the spoils are all of the goods and take it back to their camp and live off of it. 
verse 54. Then David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his weapons in his tent. Verse 55, when Saul saw David going out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the captain of the army, Abner, whose son is this young man? And Abner answered, by your life, O king, I do not know. Now, for those who have read this and, and read um, chapters 1 through 16, you already know that Saul, King Saul, knew David because David was his armor bearer. Yeah, David worked for him. The sheep he was tended to was tending to belonged to Saul. But because there was so many and because of Saul's mental state, maybe because fear was there, maybe he just didn't know who David's father was, but he knew David. He knew who David was. David's father works for Saul. Maybe he just didn't know um, that David was Jesse's son. I don't know. But you, uh, I don't know what was going on with Saul at this point, but um, this was the beginning of the downfall of Saul because he was not a good king and was not the, the choice of God from the beginning. But he wanted Israel to know that instead of you listening to me, you want a king to lead you in war instead of you following my orders so that I can protect you. They, God let them have Saul. And look at you, you read it yourself. Saul was very scary. He was not a leader. He would sent that young boy out there. David won because God was with him. Yeah, because God was with him. Verse 56. Let's close this out with 56 through 58. The king said, ask whose son the young man is. Verse 57. When David returned from killing Goliath, the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. David still had that head in his hand. <laughs> and David was quite a handsome young man. Um, verse 58. Saul asked him, whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. Now, let's look back at David's faith. David was a young man after God's own heart. David did not walk by sight. He walked by faith. He walked by his past experiences with God. And if you read the book of Psalms, which uh, David authored. David wrote down his experiences with God. These, these are not allegories. These are not things just, you know, uh, afterthoughts and just uh, things made up by David. David wrote down his personal experiences with God. He had faith in the living God, the God of Israel. And if you disrespected and defied God like Goliath did, it angered David. David did not care about Goliath's size, David knew that he served a God that was going to lead him to victory. David was able to kill a bear and a lion with his bare hands because of the power of God through David's faith. That's how God will move in your life, through faith. You have to know it. You have to speak it. Know what? You have to know God has your back. You have to speak it. Oh, I have the victory in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to walk by what I see. It doesn't matter how bad my circumstances are. It doesn't matter how bad things look. You know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
meaning what God did for them back then, he will do for you today. We have all of these scriptures. We have more scriptures today than the heroes of faith had back then. You guys remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You guys remember Daniel? Episode one and episode two? You guys know what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, and, and David had in common? They had faith in God, the God of Israel. And what did they not share? Each of them did not have. And that was fear. Fear is a faith killer. And if you focus on what you see, instead of focusing on the, the God who can deliver you, you will not be able to get God to move in your life. I'm just telling you Bible truth. What if David had, had responded like Saul and his brothers and the rest of the army of Israel? They would have been defeated by the Philistines. The reason why they won that war is because David, and if you think about it, when David David's father, Jesse, sent him there to check on his brothers. You think that that was just by chance? God moved Jesse and had him, look, I'm going to let uh, this, this monster, so-called monster, Goliath, who was intimidating my entire army, talk his trash until your young, your young son arrives. Now, here's the thing. If they didn't believe in God, then they sure enough should have believed in God after that because David was a young man. He was a teenager. Goliath was a fully grown man. That's who Goliath was. And everyone was intimidated by him. Now, you know, an army is more than one person. Israel could have killed David on their own. They had God, you know, watching their backs. They had the living God on their side, the God of Israel, the God of hosts. The God of hosts simply means the God of armies or the God of the armies of Israel. But David knew this. Now, I'm impressed by David. He is one of my heroes of, of the Old Testament, heroes of faith, because his faith was so strong at a young age. He was a teenager. He was not old enough to go on the battlefield, but yet King Saul, because of what David said, allowed David to go out there, even though in the back of uh, King Saul's mind, David probably was going to be killed, but he was going to let him. He was going to let that young boy die. That's just why God removed Saul and, and wanted David to be king. David was not afraid of anything. So if you don't learn anything from this particular lesson, one thing I want you to take away from it is you better lose your fear. Do not walk by sight. You have to walk by faith in God. The abilities of God to protect you and deliver you out of any circumstance. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what they told King Nebuchadnezzar? They said, look, the God we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And since you put it that way, He's able to deliver us out of your hands too. But I want you to remember, they had no fear. What would you have done if you were in their place, Daniel's place, or King David's place? What would you have done if you looked at what was getting ready to happen to you if you chose to do this? And the only way out was if you chose not to do it. Or if you chose to have faith in God, which route would you have taken? Be honest with yourself because being honest with yourself can lead you to, to victory now. Be honest with yourself. You know good and well you would have chosen the route. Well, I ain't doing it. 
you know, if I, all I have to do was bow down to this, these golden images that the King had made and called it his God that couldn't hear, couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, couldn't do anything, couldn't deliver anybody, can't even deliver him. If I just bow down to that, I, I will not be thrown in the burning fiery furnace. You know, good and well, you would have chosen that route. I'm one of those that would have been thrown into that furnace. I'm one of those who would have been thrown into the lion's den. But my faith was like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But if the God I serve chose not to do it, he's still able to do it. He's still a God with power. So we have everything to gain by believing God. Oh, yes. And we, ha and we have everything to lose by not believing him. So which side of the fence will you be on? Will you be on the side of faith? Just believe and trust in him. We are under the New Testament. Well, the New Testament covenant. They have heroes in faith in the New Testament too, but I want to uh, continue in the Old Testament, showing you the Old Testament heroes of faith before we move to the New Testament heroes of faith. But one thing they all have in common, they believe in the same God, the God of Israel, the living God. If you notice the Old Testament always speak about the living God, you notice they always say that when in reference to Israel, because Israel, this is one of the reasons why Israel was God's chosen people, because they believed in the living God. They did not follow idol gods. And one of the reasons God continued to be angry with Israel over and over and over again is because when they mingled with different nations, when they mingled with non-Jews, they started following the pagan gods that these people were following. It had nothing to do with ethnicity. It had nothing to do with skin color because God made everybody the way they are. We know that people of color come from Ham. One of Noah's sons and Shem and Japheth, all three were one of Noah's sons. And the Bible says in, in um, Genesis that the earth was uh, replenished. The entire earth was replenished by those three boys, Noah's sons. And I am here to tell you, that we had Jews, which is one of the reasons, let me say this again, who became God's chosen people because they believed in the living God, the God who created the heavens and the earth, the God who created everything. Oh yes, he spoke it and it appeared. And that is the same God who was in his son Jesus when he walked this earth. And he died on that cross for the sins of the world. And those that believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But those who don't believe in him, John 3, 18, are condemned already. Now, saints, yes, these are some short episodes, but I'm quite sure they are powerful. And I hope you were blessed by this message. Remember, a faith that surpasses all understanding will cause God to move in your life. And feel free to send me in any questions about this episode or past episodes. Um, if you follow me on Spotify, there is an, an area there where you can click and ask a question. And trust me, I will respond. No one else. I will respond to that question. And feel free to, to donate and contribute to the ministry. And I want to thank each and every one, one of you who are donating already who are sending, uh, uh, sowing your seeds in this ministry. I appreciate each and every one of you, each and every one of you. Trust me. I hope God bless you. And remember faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which is why I'm sharing with you the word of God so that you can build your 
faith. You cannot build faith hearing someone else's words. It has to be the word of God. Now, if you are not inspired by the story of David, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, well, I don't know what's going to inspire you once we get to the New Testament heroes. But next week, I will share another episode of the race, religion, um, and racism series from Dr. Price. They only have two episodes left. So I will share another episode from that series about black people in the Bible and their contributions to this world, um, back in the biblical days and today. And so until next time, saints walk in love, continue to grow in faith, trust God, not man. You see what's going on today. I mean, I never, ever, ever thought in a million years that what I see happening today would ever come to pass. But God's word is truth. It does not return to him void. The prophets of old already testified and prophesied about what we are seeing today. I mean, it is horrible out there. All I can do is continue to pray and keep my eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith. I love him. He is a forgiver. He is a healer. He is a deliverer. He is a protector. And my faith is in him, not man. My faith is in God's word. And I hope yours is too. So I'll see you next time, saints. Peace out. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out. Peace out.